when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Mm. Delicious. What? What did you drink? It's a macchiato. Oh. Is that a tiny ca- little espresso cup? It's a tiny little cup. Those are so, those are so fun. That's a real macchiato. Influencer, love it. When we did, I don't think it's doing anything. The the most recent uh, in person uh, live stream, uh, I guess the only one in two years. I uh, Rob was uh, fetching people coffee in the morning, which Mm -hmm. I just I don't I don't fucking care what I drink. And so he was like, "What do people want?" And I was like, "Give me something good, Rob." And he got me like this teeny tiny little one. And then I kept forgetting it was there and like zapping it in the microwave. And every time I would do that, Rob would just just look over at me and just like rubbing rubbing his temples. Was it a cortado or something? Love a cortado. Don't even know what that is. They didn't have it as an option. Well, if you love a cortado, just imagine how much you'd love one that sat for an hour and a half and is microwaved four times without being uh, drunk. You know what tastes exactly the same? Microwave the second time? Dunkin' Donuts coffee. You're just (laughs) good to go from the first drop to the last. It's all good, you know? Like, they're no, different vibes. it's not. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. Wow. Uh, anyway. It's a different vibe. The best part Sometimes. of waking up is Rob Zagney making me a cup. What's Don't good, Internet? You know. It's October 15th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 434. I'm your host, Rob Zachney, joined by the ungrateful, hateful Patrick Klepek. I thought I might just be removed. He would just mute me. He would just like, I, I don't hear him. I'll just wait to hear the Kato can listen to him on the recording. But to me, I do not exist. Uh, you do not hello. perceive him. No. Uh, we're also joined, of course, by Natalie Watson. Hello. Uh, am I allowed to be perceived today, Rob? Yes. <laughs> you you okay. have not uh, you have not tormented and uh, violated a cortado that I brought you uh, <laughs> from the good coffee place up the street. Sure, it um, costs a decent amount. Who knows if he expensed it? There's all sorts of layers that make me happy about the entire exchange. Oh, co- Jesus like, Patrick, let me tell you. I didn't expense anything. I know you, you don't. You're, I, I expense a $2 USB cord. Rob will spend $40 Absolutely. on coffee and cannot find the receipt. No. <laughs> oh, I can I find mean, it. Like, I took photos. I was just like, <laughs> I hate. You know what I would do? I would pay $200 to not mess with Concur. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's Wait. the thing. That's how they get you. They make it so hard yes, to I expend know. something that you're just, you're just in pain. You're in pain while you're doing it. And you're like, fuck this. What you need I'll to learn it. is they don't look at shh, they don't look at which category you put a receipt under. <laughs> you just got to assign it something because there are frequently times where like, what, what is this IT? Is this computer software? Not sure. Let's pick one and see if they send it back. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> wow. The thing is, I like at this point, my expenses for the year have racked up enough that like, yeah, 
I should expense some of the things that I've spent on work shit this year because it is now a like it has gone from I would pay this amount of money to not deal with concur to this would cover a significant portion of an upcoming electrician bill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, Patrick, this is a really good life hack that, you know, Mm. you could have maybe brought up on our on our life well, last life like, hacks if you if you happen to work for vice media and your expenses go through emmanuel myberg you can just willy-nilly pick the the bits that go through and like don't worry it'll it'll get approved so that's a very Boom. i'm gonna start i'm gonna life start hack. my yeah my very targeted life hack uh how to, just how, just kidding nancy <laughs> oh patrick <laughs> such a card uh just many of the wacky hijinks uh that the fans love here on waypoint radio um and of course waypoint radio is produced by ricardo Contreras. hi Kato, uh, did you walk away from the recording during he, during an episode? He fell down a well. Uh, I turned my mic away. I was just taking one last bite of PB and J before we started. Oh, yum! What kind of that J is, are you working with? I got that mixed PB? berry. Mixed berry. Got some blueberry and raspberry in there all together. Make a the PB and J is the, is the sandwich that says. I take recording time seriously. <laughs> this is the I want to bring this into the into the studio with me it's today. It's an efficient sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's quick to make. Is the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just slap but it in it the does, toaster. It does cling a little it bit. Does. Both, to, both to the roof Unless, of your mouth and the audio file. But that's <laughs> that is Kato's problem, not yeah, mine. I turned it away. That's why I sounded far. I was far away mm. from it. <laughs> I'm done. The PB and J has been eaten. It was delicious. Oh, R.I.P. to PB and J. <laughs> well, until next week. I think this is the second time that Kata was uh, talked about having a PB and J, which I'm not throwing shade on. I yeah, I have one. Once you know, it is the it is the you know in a pinch. Your leftovers yes. are, are gone. Ah, shit. Okay, uh, don't have time to make a real meal. Um, and a PB&J. solid PB and J just hits like hell yeah. The, when you have the warm toasty bread and the peanut butter's melted just right, and you've got so you like, toast the- it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't toast it. I just go with the, I guess not raw then bread. It's just I don't. What is the glom, what's the <laughs> glom no, to I every can't. crevice yes! of your mouth? Oh, welcome to my mouth, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. I don't want to be here. <laughs> will I? Will I have to probably brush after this? Yes. <laughs> See, that's the difference. Well, that's, that's, that's why, why yeah, I can talk. Because mm-hmm. it's you know it's smoother. I also have See, milk, which helps. I, Rob, Rob is just like. Off, off, off script. Like just, he's just uh, kind of like rocking back and forth in <laughs> his chair as we've had this entire conversation. No, I. So the thing is for me, PB and J is one of those things where I'm like, it's the one thing where I'm like, I really need a thing of Wonder Bread if I'm going to get the PB and J of my okay, dreams. Sure, like because uh, respect the, the bread I have. Like, I am sure people have made their peace with this, but I can never get the PB and J of my dreams with like some sort of twelve grain nonsense loaf. Like it's yeah. got to be garbage. Like yeah. it's got to just it doesn't have to completely be glum. To, to it's got to take like a, a a plaster cast of the roof of my mouth the minute oh I take God. a bite. Oh, and then it's got to require, um, like the hard vacuum of space inside <laughs> my mouth to dislodge it. Yeah. Uh, that's a good PB and J for me. Um, and so since I never have those components, Mm. uh, I, I just have moved on to a life of, uh, you know, brie and cheese. I know. Fuck brie. 
but I fuck with me, you know? See, now, you know, I'm reading all this, like, I'll order your, your Christmas stuff before, you know, the, all the supply chain's fucked up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start, I'm gonna send Rob some Wonder Bread. I'm gonna send it to you right, I'm gonna go on Amazon, I'm gonna wow. send it to Rob right now, and like, I'm just, you know what, Rob, I'm just, okay, Christmas has come Christmas. early, and also, because the only thing you, you'll use this for is PB&Js, you need to eat, like, 10 PB and J's in the next week and a half before this Wonder Bread starts no, to go that from Wonder white bread, to green. That Wonder Bread will be okay for Yeah, it'll be, fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. Also, there's actually there's never a better time of year to just consume PB and J's because the thing is we get a couple of neighbors who are lovely who mm. do gift things around our floor and one of the gifts is nice jars of preserves. Oh, mm. wonderful. Indeed. But I've lived here for three years. <laughs> And I got through the first year's jar, and that's it. I've got two more jars, like oh my god, like in the ready rack. Send them our way. Put that shit in the mail. Send it to Kato and <laughs> yeah. I. We're eating PB and J's out here. We're Absolutely. feasting. Let us have that shit. Let us have your neighbor more gift. than a month in my house. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> how, well, how do y'all? How do y'all feel about uncrustables? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't had one. Don't have an opinion. I, really? But it but it, it falls seems... in the it falls it falls in the gogurt category of I'd probably like it more than I'm willing to admit, but the name really throws me off. It's Does a great it... name. It perfectly describes it... what you're about to eat. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand the mechanics of it. It scares me. How is that just not soaked into the bread? What is going on there? It feels like something's sitting for that long. Would have destroyed the bread, just disintegrated the bread. But no, it could just no, sit on the shelf forever. Well, this is this is how this is how you uh, preserve an encrustable and also consume it in the best way, which is you freeze them, and then huh. you take out. Maybe you wait like a minute, and you eat and crunchy peanut butter because frozen. And inside, nice, cool jelly, and it's a del- and delicious wow. treat. Wow. Love Uncrustables. <laughs> Great snack. Also, You're fucked if- up. I feel like this is the second time we've had Uncrustables discourse on the show. I think it is. Is it? I feel like Uncrustables is... Maybe it was a stream. I, I feel maybe like I remember you explaining Uncrustables once before. And, I feel the need to remind lifetime. people. No, it's important. It's an important update. Still on that Uncrustables game. <laughs> it's great for hikes because it's frozen in the morning. You throw it in your bag. You go on a little walk or, you know, and then you pull it out at lunchtime. It's perfectly thawed. Nice treat. Good calories. A little protein in there. Sweet. <laughs> everything about everything about the thermodynamics of an Uncrustable right now is giving me, like, I, I do not. What have they done to this thing to make it operate this way? <laughs> Science. 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 I was just imagining like a version of Into the Wild where like <laughs> it's it's like Into the Wild meets the terror where like the party goes into the wilderness with nothing but uncrustables and they realize too late that it's not nutritionally complete. And then they're like, we got to walk out of here back the way we came with nothing but these uncrustables and our own like growing starvation. Um, that's, that's, that's how I see that going. Uh, that's actually a thing that I was sort of worried about too, is with, um, like you, you hear about like having nutritionally complete snacks on like, like endurance hiking harder Mm. than it might seem, you know? Mm. And so it's like, 
uh, one of those things you got to watch for. Like you might think, I could live on Uncrustables. Could, could you? you? <laughs> what is that food that is like the best food? For this? <laughs> Wait, ambrosia? Ambro- I was gonna say. I was literally gonna say ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lemon bread or whatever. <laughs> no, there's like some food that, like, if you just ate that. Like y- you would get enough nutrients to last a really long. T- it's like a it's like a artichoke or something. I don't know. So it's not an artichoke. artichoke. It's definitely Shit, not an artichoke be because it it's a very inefficient food. <laughs> but it's something like that where if you just <laughs> ate just that, just a bag full of artichokes. Rob's <laughs> out on his his infamous his famous not infamous please uh, fall walks fall winter walks and he's just crunching on a on a choke. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's some food I need to look this up best food to survive on <laughs> not artichoke not artichoke <laughs> uh, uh, nutrients wise nutrients <laughs> I love how more specific oh weird the best food ever is branded <laughs> <laughs> oh weird yeah I'm getting uh, ads yeah um I don't well, know what we'll, it is. I can't find it. We'll, we'll, get, find, we'll, get, we'll it solve that problem later. People can write in with uh, your is it nutrition. MREs? Glorp. Not Glorp. Orp. Gorp. Gorp. <laughs> yeah, your Gorp. Send in your Gorps. For instance, I like I like the trail mix thing that I got, but I don't know that I trust my life to it. Like, I don't mm. know that those candied pineapples are really going to keep me going in the in the harsh snows of New England. Um, but anyway, the Uncrustable puts me in mind of all the things that are unblank. That always means it's good. Like if something is is unadjective, uh, then it's, it's 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 probably great. Like the undead. Um, <sighs> all right, I was I was holding my breath until your transition hit. I was just like, I'm just gonna stay here until until I can feel it come all the way down. I believed. Well, we've I all been no playing doubt. Back for Blood. Back to my fun video game. Who knew? Well, who'd have guessed? It was all. It was all right. I like, I like that. That you know what was an inc- was an incredible. Patrick, you're a was, hater. Was playing Back for Blood, then immediately forgetting Back for Blood existed until <laughs> to this morning, being like, "Oh right, we're playing Back for Blood tomorrow." I, it was fine in the moment. I just, I, I don't, I don't know if they meaningfully did anything to the. I guess we should set it up. Back for Blood from the developers of, uh, uh the original developers of Left for Dead, who then. Spun off Turtle Rock, who left after Left 4 Dead 1. Valve internally made Left 4 Dead 2. Um, Turtle Rock, or at least some, like, the leadership of Turtle Rock left to go then make Evolve, uh, a game that was basically soldiers versus kaiju or, like, big monsters. It was a very cool idea, not a very good video game. Um, and then since then, they they have gone on uh, to release a game called Back for Back for Blood, which really is just Left 4 Dead but in but in 2021 um mm-hmm. and and we played we played it for a couple of hours on 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 Friday and I guess like the setup should be we thought maybe it was going to be a game that we'll do like a bunch of streams of this and then I don't know I think like Rob and I plucked around with with the game pitches as a tutorial and went I don't know dude like do we do we want to do the one stream um <laughs> And we ended up like, like, nah, let's do the one stream. Like, it's four people. It's Natalie. Like, it'll be fun. And we did. Like, when Natalie and I discovered that you could you could draw people out into the uh, the gun range and they no longer were invincible and you could kill them, I was like, all right, well, I don't know how this game's going to be 
we will, but we'll we'll mine mine some fun out of it. And I did, I did, I did enjoy my time with it. My just like general takeaway from it was like I don't know they did a whole lot that isn't just we made Left for Dead again, except it's less charismatic and less stylish. Um, but I don't know, maybe that maybe the three of you disagree on on that assessment. As, as someone that really liked Left for Dead, I don't like. I guess I I would have been just as happy if we just loaded up Left for Dead probably and played mm, that again. Yeah. I guess that, you know, that time we spent together was just more special to me than it was to you, Patrick. (laughs) I found myself sitting at home at the end of the night, at the end of the day, and I was like, God, what a, what a, what a wonderful time spent with friends today (laughs) on playing Back for Blood. I literally DM'd everyone. I was like, that was so much fun today, y'all. Like, what a what a wonderful time that that was playing for Patrick. It was blood. Tuesday, for and unfortunately, Patrick. it was Friday. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like it's definitely pretty jank and very goofy, and but it, but it is like a it is that multi like co op bullshit is gonna happen like things are gonna break and it's gonna be weird and but it was really fun it just i i mean i did not think we were gonna have a good stream i was like (laughs) after the tutorial i thought it was going to be a miserable broken Uh just terrible game um but turns out when you play with three other people on easy mode it's good it's good video gaming (laughs) Arguably, that was the normal mode, and there's just the easy mode doesn't exist yeah. in that in that game. Yeah, actually, they should the easy that. mode is the easy mode is solo. If you play solo, it is like wild. Like there's like no there's like no zombies. Um, if you're if you're playing on your own with the bots, and then like I played the first couple like chapters, right? It's chapters and those acts, uh, mm-hmm. chapters with those acts. Um, the, like you know the kill count at the end of like what did all you do and like bot zero 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 like no contributions yeah. to the team is just we're here or they're not tracked possibly yeah and that's definitely possible it's like but then it's weird to surface it and like not mention that <laughs> but also to put a zero <laughs> I so the thing is I was fully in the boat where like I think I think I DM Patrick and I was like yo this game sucks yep because I think when you're playing solo. A couple things jump out at you. First is we remember Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 as the complete games. That opening stage I played was a lot like the demo that dropped of uh, Left 4 Dead 1, where it was just the opening stage of the No Mercy uh, sequence, where basically it's like run down a city block. That That's it. That's the level. Mm-hmm. And if that was all you, you saw of a game, you'd be like, this is pretty far behind where this curve is now. Um we got to more good Left 4 Dead stuff as we got deeper in the campaign. Like, I thought the sequence uh, with the boat was genuinely very cool. Like That was fun. Um, both going through the crashed ferry, but then having to send two people in uh, to it to plant charges while two other people have to, like, sort of hold the hold the bridge. That's kind of good stuff that I think elevated Left 4 Dead uh, at times that, like, you that was that you wouldn't have gleaned from playing solo uh, for a couple minutes. But the other thing that the solo experience really did foreground is, um, you know, Left 4 Dead, a lot of times you wished you could pause, you would pause and linger over the graffiti or you'd like enjoy hearing the survivors sort of banter among themselves. Every time these characters reminded me they existed, I was like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 
Because I want, I wanted specifically my character, mom, mom, I love you, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, like every time she's like spat out some line that was meant to be pithy and funny, you know, it was, it was like, it would just, it felt very forced and didn't, didn't actually convey a character as much as, uh, just a bunch of like poor one-liners that didn't really add up to very much. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, that's the thing. You just don't have the writer's room of like portal and left for dead era valve uh working on this game and like the humor doesn't really land it's it's kind of like at most you'll you'll maybe give a smile but there's nothing that's going to like really catch you off guard and the characters aren't at least at first glance they don't seem particularly compelling um it's not it, it, like they're not there's nothing about them that seems immediately memorable in the way that both casts of survivors in the uh, left for dead games like immediately over the space of a single like map you start to get a sense of like who they are and then that is your understanding of them is layered in uh, mission after mission here yeah they're all very broad archetypes and they're not particularly funny ones it it, it does like the thing that kept coming to mind is like um the kind of humor of people who like Buffy, but mm. like can't reproduce Buffy. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's that's kind of thing. Like a fan of a certain type of humor, but not really like able to produce it on command. Yeah, it's funny because it's like those. You know, they were just skins in the in Left for Dead, right? They've kind of traded in. That character, like the the kind of flavorful characterization through dialogue to like, um, not abilities but uh, stats that change. Like, there's more of a mechanical reason to pick different characters in this one. Yeah. Uh, where in the first one it was more like, I think Coach is funny or whatever. You know, like I'm gonna be Coach and it'll be great. Uh, <laughs> Coach was funny. Uh, yeah. So was God. Who was the who was the con man? The real asshole in Left 4 Dead 2. Nick? Or something like that? Am I oh. misremembering that? Fuck. God, all I remember is he was just he was such, such a, a such an asshole. Dickhead. Yeah. But no, he's so, so funny. <laughs> he was such a shithead. Yep. Uh like the part where the part where you cut like in one of the early missions, you come across um a witch uh near the shopping center. And he's just like, maybe she's crying because the mall is closed. What a dick. <laughs> yeah, it was Nick. That's it was great. Nick, Nicholas. Nick. <laughs> but, I mean, we we did get like four new characters as soon as the we end, yeah. <laughs> finished. Which who two of whom seemed like they fucking rule, yeah. aka Doc and Amber question mark. I don't remember her name but she is very cool and has a cool ability that i'm also forgetting off the top of my head i think their aesthetics um, rule yeah that's like it's more compelling like just surface level than um the other characters they introduced one of which was uh like beardo army guy like yeah i did not like uh off-brand dan bilzerian or whatever the fuck his name yeah. is <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Yeah, he fucking sucks. Yeah, none of yeah. the characters really. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm curious what the personalities of Doc and uh, the other girl that we unlocked at the end of the stream are like. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow. I definitely want to play as one of the one of the new characters tomorrow. So I know we, we get a chance see. to frag that general. 
who's running the survivor's camp. Like, well, one of us just has to be him, and we got to go down <laughs> to the shooting range, and you got to die. Sorry. You got to shoot. Yep. That's just what's got ha- to happen. <laughs> Write that down in a note. Sorry. <laughs> Meet us down in the, in the shooting range. So sorry. General, we got to shoot you. <laughs> got to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So here's the here's the other thing that really threw me off though. And this like before we got into the stream, this was the other thing that was posing a real hurdle. Uh was that there are all these metagame elements to it that just didn't exist in Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead was real, like, hey, get in there and have your survive your your zombie survival uh chase fantasy. Go for it. Here it's a bit more of like and I know this is this is not new. Like this is the way of things. Like Vermintide follows this model. Um, a lot of games do, where there's there, there's sort of this notion of progression through repetition as you hit these campaigns again and again. The difficulty is a little more granular. There's more emphasis on different ways to like kit out your characters, but at least at first glance, I think Back for Blood is doing just enough different, and it's not immediately clear why that I think it it like put some real hurdles hurdles up for me where like just the the biggest one the first one is the fact that it's like hey you need to build a deck and i'm like what okay <laughs> like but but i'm a i'm a zombie killing dude like i'm not i don't need a deck i need a gun and maybe what a med pack and what's the deck for like you know we we only got but by the end of uh where we're at in the stream we finally got access to sets of cards that meaningfully could have impacted our characters and a lot of what the feedback we got from people watching the stream when we started on like the, the difficulty that's yeah the, the difficulty that seemed appropriate for people who have played shooters before which is usually like how that difficulty is sort of you know labeled that way um and people were like well it's not it's not your fault like you just don't have like the dps or like enough sponging on your characters to basically survive and it's like well am i building a deck to have a build or am I building a deck to like get plus 20% on a bunch of different things that'll allow me just to survive. So it's like, is it really just, is the deck actually making a custom character capable of doing really interesting, versatile things, or is it really secretly kind of a leveling system that is Mm. just being uh, laundered through a deck uh, builder, like interface. I I don't know for sure. I haven't played enough to, to know, but like if, if the immediate takeaway was hey, you just need higher level cards so your bullets do better. It's like I, you know, yeah. uh, that's far less interesting than look like this. This one character that you know starting out is just this kind of archetype with some bad one liners, but holy shit, like you put these cards on them and like they can do X, Y, and Z, and it stacks in a super cool way. I, I don't know, but at least in the what a two two and a half hours we played, it, it didn't scratch much beyond hey, you're gonna get cards that make you go from level one to level four and the zombies get mowed down faster yeah it's just i guess a little bizarre to me that the the veterans mode was essentially unplayable for us because we didn't have the right cards and the only way and there's no like i guess it would have made more sense if there was like a veteran starting deck a, a normal starting deck and then like the expert starting deck and then you build from there so at least like you're on like it's still harder, but it's or like a warning that's like, hey, 
you, we can clearly or tell because we're tracking. Open You're starting the game for the first time. Like, yeah. this is not the mode for you. Like, you need to go collect cards, come back, and like, yeah. once you've done the campaign, like, this is like the like or instead. <laughs> she's like, just this could lock be an extreme- those two modes. Just right, lock right. those two modes until you do one playthrough of the normal mode or whatever. Finish Act One and then come yeah. back, and we'll let you do whatever you want because exactly. Like, I, I, it's very easy to imagine a world in which. Now, granted, if people have Game Pass, you know, it's as easy, you know, if your bandwidth allows to, like, download this, play it, delete it if it doesn't click. But it's not hard for me to also imagine someone having our experience, like, Mm -hmm. jumping into veteran mode, banging their head against it, then also jumping into normal mode, which is actually, other than the boat, was, like, was a little too easy. Like, there were moments, it did, like, there were a couple of times where, mostly, I think, our hubris Put us into bad situations because yeah. we just didn't have to worry. No, this is this is well, it's a, this is a little bit like kind of what happened with like the, the you know when we played you know uh, the aliens game. We're like we mm-hmm. played on the harder mode. We zoned out significantly far into into a mission right up to the final stand, and then just didn't have the horses. They did not have the DPS in order to to get through like the high level enemies at the end of the encounter. So then we drop it down, get to the easier mode, coast through coast through the level where it's like you're not even thinking you're just spamming bullets and then we just acted like complete fucking dumbasses like in the last like five minutes and got ourselves cornered and and blew it all up but like i'm sure that's a really difficult like if those you know gotta be like that's a huge part of of, like fine-tuning these games is getting that part right right but in both instances i found myself relatively unsatisfied with the balance and i think we both i think we in both games settled on Boy, I wish there was a mode that was in between the two of these. Um, yeah. Where like one was just a little too easy, a little too much chat room um, that you happen to be shooting guns, and then the other was mm-hmm. well, we just don't. We just actually, there's not much we could have done here. We kind of maxed out what we were capable of pulling off. So I think I think the, the idea is you're gonna sleepwalk through the first time, and right. then real quick you're gonna crank it. And it'll be really hard at first as you're slowly grinding up the right gear or the right equipment. But yeah, getting to that point, like if the game is unengaging, um, then that's going to be tricky. I think the other thing is it is so weird to me that they make the spike for the game's overall difficulty go hand in hand with introducing friendly fire. Mm. Like, because the thing is not shooting each other is so much harder than anything the fucking enemies can do in this game because you're all there's there's three or four of you who control like FPS characters you're zigzagging wildly and everything not shooting each other really hard especially when the nature of the enemies is they like pour in and try to get between squad members isn't friendly fire on in the normal nope. mode? Isn't it aliens the game where friend or was it actually both fully games off? do both. the same thing? Yeah, oh, they'll okay. still say right. the. They'll still say the voice lines, but you don't take any damage. Oh, okay. It's right. trying to okay. make you. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's trying to make yeah, you I, think about uh, friendly fire happening later, but it doesn't actually. Yeah. It doesn't actually hurt you. Oh, I was. Said, why, I, why was I bothering to be conscious of that then? Because like, now you're training. It's wait, training. Wait, Patrick, you need to get off the trigger discipline. Okay. We, we were shooting each other. In hard, we were doing damage. Once yeah. we dropped it down, we were shooting each other, and the characters were going, like, hey, watch it, man. But I wasn't taking any damage. No, you, you really? don't take any damage. Yeah. Oh. It just says the line. 
It just says the line, so you're like, oh yeah, that's the thing I should have tried to avoid. Okay, okay. Well, damn, tomorrow we should just go. Well, I'm, it's, I'm gonna be very different tomorrow. Trust me. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? No, no, Natalie, the other way. I'm throwing ball tops on, at our feet. To balance. <laughs> if we want fragging, to fragging ourselves, up, you need to internalize that. But, no. but this, but this is the thing. Like, it's we're going to make the levels way harder. Cool simultaneously we're going to completely change the dynamic of how you have to operate as a team whoa that's a huge spike yeah. uh that you're throwing in there and i feel like that should be like that's probably the intermediate step where one or the other my guess is friendly fire is the harder mode once you introduce it so like the intermediate step should probably be hey there's there's more enemies that we're going to throw at you and and try to rush you and then the next tick up is, and now you can hurt each other. Uh, yeah. But instead, they're like, you're going to go from sleepwalking to there's tons of enemies. And also, every single minute your attention wanders, you can probably, like, completely frag your buddy. <laughs> I'm here for it, though. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go for back yeah, to more Yeah, to be blood. clear, Absolutely. I'm very excited for tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, it just it feels like two very different modes, absolutely. Especially when you get into the 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 type of uh infected that can grab you and shit like that. Like how careful do you have to be to get knock one of those people off when friendly fire isn't like how much leeway do you have? Is it just like, no, that bullet's gonna go through and hit your friend? <laughs> like that's part of the thing, is like you have to try to not get caught in the first place or something. Like, that seems like a big jump when they're adding more of that type of infected uh in the harder mode and then also on top of that the yeah like you were saying the 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 uh friendly fire yeah so these are these are the kind of things that i did sort of run up against but i think i'm a little closer to natalie on this one where i was like yeah this was a good team bonding exercise i like spending time with my friends uh you know i'm not a patrick Klepek here I'm not. I'm not here. Like, it's fine. At the, at the end of the day, I just i I wish the game was a flat, uh, like sort of like that. There wasn't like a leveling structure that is gated behind cards. Agreed. I wish the car. I wish the cards functioned differently. So my objection to it, and part of this is born out of the fact that I will play this game as long as we stream this game, and then I will never touch it again. And so my experience is thus greatly diminished by the fact that I'm gated by the card drops as opposed to what is happening like moment to moment in the game. And some of that is me thinking back to a pure experience of Left 4 Dead than is actually true and is it is informed by nostalgia. But part of what I liked about that game was like you just drop in, the whole pitch is the AI director is going to change what is different, but you're just in with your friends going at it and it's not necessarily like built upon this, like must be infinitely replayable and give you a progression mechanic in order to keep going. Um, and sure, Left 4 Dead itself then became a little staler faster because at a certain point you ran up against like the limitations of the AI Which, director itself. It's good that a game ends. And and that's, <laughs> that's I think the other thing is this notion of like endless attachment, um, which, yeah, I'm, I'm, that, on that point, I'm with you, Patrick. Like, I think the moment, where I sort of realized that this genre is kind of moving away from me was uh, when Payday 2 came out. I'd liked Payday 1, like it was sort of rough and tumble, but like it, it kind of worked for me. Payday 2 came out, and I remember like the opening heists you had, it was like you, you could only do them with like the basic pistols and shotguns. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this isn't what I'm here for. Like, 
I'm here for the gunfight and heat. You know, we're running down Main Street <laughs> with like, uh, you know, car 15s and shit like that. Um, and not like running around going pew pew at like basic ass cops. Um, but the whole structure, like what I'd hear from people who got really into Payday 2 was like, Oh man, though this game gets so good once you unlock everything. And I was like, but I don't want give me the stuff. Cause it wasn't just like better equipment. It was like better game mechanics, more options, like as you went deeper into the game. And the entire thing was gated to like make you just grind until you opened all that up. And it's not and a competitive game. Not- this game has a PvP mode, I I believe, but like it's pitched as a PvE game. And so yeah. at that point. Especially, you know, granted, this game wasn't developed knowing that it was going to come out on something like Game Pass, but especially the moment it's on a service like that, where it's like, ah, this is just a game I'm getting as part of my sub service. Like, boy, I wish there was just like some sort of switch I could flip on. That's like, just, yo, just give me a bunch of cool fucking cards. I do not care if the balance gets thrown off because I'm, I'm like, this game is pretty long, right? Like, based on the amount of acts that are here, the amount of chapters that are here, you know, I think I'd. I I like guesstimated by the end of our stream I was like this looks like a 10 to 15 hour game on on its own just to run through it right and like I'd rather just give me the cool shit now and like have that really cool experience and then you know let it stack on top of that and it just seems like I'm getting a lesser experience on like the the first time through as a result of well we have to build these thing in these things in for a game that's not free to play like I mean to play we played it early that version of the game to play it early was a hundred dollars, a hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, that's um, and 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 you you can't help but look at a game like this and be like, well, at some point you're going to be free to play, or Microsoft is going to give you a Game Pass, you know, contract, which you know they already did you know, one of those. And so I don't know. I mean, games are in a. It must be hard to build these games. You know, you, you probably you know they spend four years designing stuff like this, and you're trying to predict where the marketplace is going to be and what players are going to be interested in. But I don't know. I can't help but be disappointed by that structure of it. Cause I think it ends up for as not really funny or like lack of the lack of charisma in the game. Like it is fun to shoot and like, it's yeah. like, it's a good time in that degree. And it's just too bad. The other stuff, I feel like it's holding the players back. It was holding, uh, there's like more fun things we could be doing with the game, mm-hmm. but there's just no way for us to click like the button that just opens all that. Yeah. Up. I think if if I think if we had had like the fact that there are four different characters with four different specialties, but we all have the same initial starting. Like if there had been like f- some different options of starting starting decks to choose from that had like slightly different feels to them instead of just like it just felt like the intention of creating a build like really, you know customizing your deck to like your own experience and to what you what the kind of game play that you want and to you know your your character's like starting abilities or whatever all of that is lost because we are all given the same like six cards at the very beginning and we don't get a lot of there's no there's no flexibility like there's no variability outside of that and i feel like if maybe i'd felt a little bit more of like the individuality of each character with like a cut like with a different starting deck or something like that that felt suited to that character then maybe well hold on if you want individuality oh here we go may i recommend just taking a 4x acog scope 
and slapping Jesus it on the tactical shotgun. Christ. While your while your squad's self-appointed marksman <laughs> is like, hey, God wait. Fucking damn it. Where did I'm that so fucking using iron sights over here. <laughs> also, so I went back and watched the stream because I didn't see the gun because I didn't I didn't use the gun you were using. Wow, those are pretty closely filed sights that don't really have a great sight picture. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's almost like, like you have to put not, some sights on there, huh? This is this is kind of unusable, it actually. It kind of really wants those optics, or at least the laser, so I can blind fire, but yeah, kind of, that's part of why I was like, hey, I need that ACOG. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm curious, Natalie and Kato, um, as as uh, Waypoint's official young friends, <laughs> um, as, as in Natalie's role as Zoomer correspondent. Okay, I oh, God, resent wow. that. <laughs> But I, but I am curious, like, so one, like, I guess most directly, did y'all like get into Vermintide at any point? Like, I, I'm curious in your circles, do games like this break through a, a little more regularly? Because like, to an extent, Patrick, like, I don't think your life is structured for grind games anymore. Uh, I, mean, so, I, I, I didn't, I didn't like them before my life yeah. threw them out. So I can't, I can't, I can't blame that entirely on my kids. But I, I, I know that I understand that like, I, even in a, an ideal situation, uh, like it's it's it wouldn't it wouldn't be for me. So anyway, yeah, I'm curious. We played wait, but we did play Vermintide once on stream, didn't we? I feel like I played. Yeah. Yes, but you can't. Yeah, we did but at least playing once. Vermintide once is not. Playing no, 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 Vermintide no. I know, I know. Right. But I'm just, I'm just. I know that I could pull it out of Kato's uh, brain. I was like, we did. I did. We did play that game once, from what I remember. So yeah, anyway, I mean, I think there's always a desire, especially in the past year and a half, almost two years. Like, there's always a desire for this kind of game, like. Me and like a, a a specific couple of my friends, there is always like some if there's some bullshit multiplayer co-op first person shooter, like we're going to try it and probably end up playing it for a while. And like it 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 fills that it 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 is the sort of thing that you're saying earlier, like the chat room game, just like the game that we play to like have bullshit fun and we'll play it for like a month or two and then two is pushing it probably and then fall off like that's why i put like 60 hours into fallout 76 last year (laughs) in in this year of our lord 2020 i played fallout 76 thank you uh shout outs to ren friend of the site uh thank you very much some friend (laughs) (laughs) but it but it's but it just it is it is that it's like it's for the social experience of having this like um uh of having some game with some type of like improvisational comedy aspect to it where like funny silly things are going to happen and you know there will be another one in a couple mm-hmm. months that we'll enjoy so i think like these types of games do do well um in the in the in this type of scenario um i mean there were already some people like in a discord server that i'm in like chatting like ooh back for blood looks like pre- i watched the waypoint stream like looks like it could be fun like maybe <laughs> we should try it yeah. um so i imagine that you know yeah I'll but it's not like people playing. are like it's not like people are like and i love it when they got lots of loot and i just love to grind it cuz that no. was yeah cuz that that is the other part where it gets blurry is like vermintide where it would just be like you can't do this until you 
you're, it's the same basic sword, but you need the better version of it. You need the purple tier. Exactly. I mean, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I do have, I do have a uh, brain, uh, grind brain poison. I do have that. Uh, unfortunately. How's that so, MSQ going? Well, Patrick <laughs> may have the cure. Oh yeah. Oh. Cure me, Patrick, please. <laughs> well, Patrick, I am suffering. It's, it's true, folks. Patrick stopped playing World Flipper. Uh, f- you freed yourself from from the loot chase, from the drop from the drop chase. Yeah, I think that game's bad. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, that would make it easier. Yeah, that, Damn. Would, that, would, that would make that make it easier. But the uh, pinball, Patrick. But the pinball. Uh, yeah, the pinball. Like it's gorgeous. It's some gorgeous looking pinball. I, I like the base mechanics of, of World, World Flipper. Is a uh, uh, if you've long time <laughs> Weibo radio listeners know for several <clears throat> years, Austin and I have been banging the table waiting for this <laughs> gotcha pinball game uh, to come out. Um, finally, get released in English, and it did. I don't know what, like six weeks ago, two months ago, and really enjoyed like a, a very intense two weeks where I'd be walking my dog. And like I'm um, do 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 like doing doing the pinball tables over and over. I, the loop t- is not enjoyable. Um, I, you know, for reading other folks that are more into gotcha games than myself, one of the things that the criticisms that landed for me, even though I'm not familiar with like this like genre, like all that, is that the character like often you're connected to the characters. Like look look at the way people talk about Genshin Impact or um even like the Fire Emblem gotcha game is like it's not just like pulling the, the 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 gambling machine and getting the artwork it's like being attached to them in the experience itself and in and in uh world flipper you have these really beautiful interesting characters with funny one-liners that you get in the in the gambling stage of the gotcha stage but then actually in the game itself it's like well they just turn into a tiny like four by four ball that has no interesting characteristic to it whatsoever mm. and so when i was starting to run up against that the story is fully uninteresting about four of the nine or 10 worlds in it kind of just runs out of like, like different, um, what are they called? A boards? Like the boards are just, they're the same. They're aesthetically different. And then when I looked up, like, what is the end game here? Like, what am I, if I just keep going, am I unlocking anything particularly interesting, different ways to approach the game? And I was like, are you ready to just fight the same bosses you fought before, but hundreds of times? It's like, no, no, I'm not. And so I kind of just, I, I got, I, I did what I uh, set out to do. Kato was there. Mm. I got, got the, robot the robot boy, the robot man. <laughs> um, and that was kind of it. Like the fever broke for me after that. I got that and was just, I, it was the kind of game where I was thinking about constantly in that two weeks. And then I skipped a day and it just Done. completely Done. Yep. just gone. And I, I don't know if anyone's exp- like. Ex- yeah. because I so rarely play daily games like I don't do a destiny or I don't play MMOs um it's like I'm someone that traditionally plays a game through its story mode finishes it and then like goes on to, to the next thing it's like rare for me to come back to a thing where I'm doing like repetitive similar content and I felt it like I, I felt <laughs> I I could feel it I was like ah like I can see how something like this gets a hold and that that part was interesting and then I was like, but what if I just skip it? And now all I'm getting is push notifications that I need to turn off. I was like, I don't need the daily beads. I'm good. Um, <laughs> but but it was just fascinating how quickly it just like immediately, like it was it, it as though World Flipper never existed and I never played it, um, <laughs> um, which is maybe not a compliment to the game itself, but is is more of a commentary on 
like what it's like to have like a temporary psychological addiction to like a set of gameplay mechanics, um, which I guess is interesting as long as you know that you're okay with that. And I know that I don't have an addictive personality and I knew that playing a game like this, I wasn't going to spend money and I wasn't going to the, go down a dark path because that's just not. Your uh, compulsion runs the other direction. I wish How do I not yeah. spend money? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Like it's safe. Like I've gambled before. Like I, you know, I can drink. Like I don't, I, I, I don't have those things where I need to like worry that those are going to be like red flags. And I like, totally get why people avoid stuff like this completely because they know it can be a red flag for them. And so it was not hard for me to to just say no to get into my dare program for for World Flipper, um, a reference that will only make sense to. Did it have the dare program, Natalie? Do you even know what that is? Does that make yes. any sense to you? I'm a millennial. Okay. I, I, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I am a millennial. She's right on the edge there. Right on the edge but there. You, but you still. must have been on. I was going to say, like, they phased that out. It's, like, I feel like that was like a pure mid-90s shtick. And then, yeah. like, the dare program was. So I feel like you must have been getting, like, the tail end of it before they moved on to whatever yeah, bullshit they're there's pushing still a, on a kids bit, now. Yeah, a bit of that. A bit of that when I was a kid. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm done with World Flipper. Um, <laughs> uh, Kato, are you still playing it? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it, I, haven't heard, I have not heard from Austin either, so I, I think we're, I think we all fell off it about roughly the, the same time. Yeah. Oh, guys. No, we it, reached uh, the end of the World Flipper. Uh, thank God, yeah. that's... Uh, burn in hell, turn, World Flipper. I feel like I'm turning off. I'm doing it right now. I'm turning off the notification. I'm thinking of it now. Yeah, and so many. No, I just opened settings. it up to see where I was. Oh, there's my I'm play Andy. Turn those off. Hi, I have got your game notifications doing? on for games I haven't played in years. I should. I'm hyper vigilant about the notification thing, and so yeah, uh, I'm not. boom. What a shocker! Gone. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I have. <laughs> I only have nine emails in my inbox right now. Crushing it. Um. Wow. Anyway. Um, I think I have uh, 13,000, something like that. <laughs> I think it, it only goes one way or the other, right? You're yeah. either me or you're you. Like, I yeah. don't think there are people out there who are like, no, my comfort zone is like 120 to 240 emails. <laughs> like that's that's the world that I like to live my in. My comfort just give, email number. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you either just like have to give up on it and like live in the chaos or you're like me and you're just constantly chasing. Inbox uh, zero. How do oh I? No, God. I never do inbox zero. I've explained before. I use my emails as like a reminders thing. So oh, like interesting. So basically, like the reason I want it to be like ten to fifteen emails is like these are emails that need to be addressed, or like yeah. this is a story I'm working on that I need to get back to, yeah. and like so my emails just function as like like a, a world, and, and because I'm sending so many emails for codes and things like that, like I'm just living in there a lot, and so it's not super hard for me to to clean that up. But this is Patrick's anyway. hole. This is. Um, I live in it. I live in it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the second half of Waypoint Radio. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Natalie. Yes. My young millennial friend. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> this, how are you? Uh, this th- this last scion of the millennial generation. Mm-hmm. Mm. You've been enjoying Deltarune Chapter. Well, you've been playing Deltarune Chapter Two. I have been playing and enjoying. Yeah. You're right to assume. <laughs> I am. I am very much enjoying it. I uh, I started a couple. That's not true. I started like a week ago playing chapter two, but then I was like, I should replay chapter one because I don't remember where I was and I don't remember because, you know, brain bad and I just needed to do it all from the beginning all over again. And then I hyperfixated on the secret boss in Deltarune chapter one for far too long. Um,. <laughs> Which, like, compared to the rest of that, of chapter one, that boss has a a difficulty level that is just so far beyond any of the other fights in that game. Like, compared to Undertale, Undertale had a lot of hard bosses just throughout the game in the normal mode. Like, not optional, just required difficult bosses. And Deltarune Chapter 1 um, is, I I like it for not, you know, forcing you to bang your head against the wall, uh, like, fighting, you know, these hyper-difficult bosses, and you can actually just enjoy the story and play the game and have a good time. Um, but the, the the difficulty difference between this uh, this one secret boss and, like, the final boss of Chapter 1 is ridiculous anyway i beat it so i'm very proud of myself (laughs) yeah um i beat it last night um and then i started delta in chapter two and it's been it's been really nice to be back in that world again and it's not obvious how undertale i mean people have their theories and like people who Mm -hmm. are much more um in like just have a have a better understanding of like the Undertale world lore and, and as it compares to Delta Rune, probably have a, a much better understanding of um how they connect. But I'm still kind of finding the thread myself and like figuring out how like where we are like where we are now in, in Delta Rune. Um but it's it's kind of a perfect evolution of of what undertale originally was and what delta rune is now uh compared to what delta rune is now like there's so much that feels familiar but even when it comes to characters or comedy and the writing style um as well as you know fight mechanics and different game mechanics there's so much that feels familiar and comfortable and um a lot that feels new and um like this sort of next step in in that design philosophy um so i'm really enjoying it i think queen is really hot (laughs) (laughs) and i would do anything for her even though she would kill me and i love that for me and her um and we should really quick like explain how this game plays in case for people who've never even touched Undertale, for example, like this. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's actually 
what you did because I also want to explain what you did by beating that optional boss because <laughs> that's some bull- yeah. like that shit is hard but that shit was hard in 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 essence you can think of Undertale as um you know a turn based RPG except that uh you have the option always to instead of attacking uh, and dealing damage to enemies you can use an an act menu to do different uh uh verbs that will end the game end the fight nonviolently uh, mm-hmm. the other big big difference from an, a regular rpg is that when you receive an attack instead of it just hitting you uh and dealing damage that way you uh control a little heart in a like area and basically play bullet hell uh, and so yeah. you can completely avoid taking any damage at all if you uh, avoid the attack, the incoming attack, which are often uh, symbolized, like uh, symbolized by like different, like if somebody is like, there's this one character who sings, so there'll be like flying uh, music notes going through the the zone that you have to avoid, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that it ramps up difficulty is often in those patterns becoming more and more difficult. Like I say bullet hell at first, the easier ones are like not that difficult to avoid. You just have to be aware, but they truly become bullet hell (laughs) when you get into the optional and secret bosses in both of these games. Um, and especially the one in chapter one, which I, I don't think I ever beat, uh, Oh, you're fully capable like, of doing it. I'm, I'm sure I can. I just definitely got to like a point where I was like, I will come back to this at some point. That was not. Yeah. It was not the night, but I was also close to the end, end, and I wanted to just see the end. So I was like, I'll come back to this someday, and I never did, but I probably will at some point. But yeah, yeah. so like, congrats on uh, beating the the gesture, right? The Jevil, the devil, right? Jevil, <laughs> yes, the jester's devil, yep. the devil's jester. God. Jevil. Yeah, it was uh it was ridiculously difficult and it it doesn't really have I mean, it's unclear. I haven't looked into like specifically the impact it has um on, you know, how you complete the game and what happens to you because there are, you know, some things that in the original Undertale that if you did like a secret boss or this or that, like it would unlock new new things for your ending or yeah. um just like different you know conversation um conversation trees with uh, other characters and things like that but yeah. um and it's also kind of unclear i mean i know that you can play chapter 2 without a sa- save data file from chapter 1 but if you do continue continue your chapter 1 file f- into chapter two you do carry with you like all the items that you acquired in chapter one yeah uh which is kind of cool so um chapter two has been uh there basically uh the developer of undertale toby fox is releasing um this delta rune the sort of sequel to undertale in chapters um for free on uh itch and steam and now it's on switch um and each chapter is probably around if you played pretty straightforwardly two and a half hours maybe three if you know you're really taking your time um and Apparently, I, I forget exactly how many chapters he said that he's planning on releasing, but 
they're not they're not on a schedule. There's no like, and this one will come out this time, and this one yeah. will come out that time. So they're kind of um, impromptu, like lemonade Beyonce drops. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm curious for you, Kato, as like a lifelong Undertale fan, <laughs> um, how what your like, do you feel like Deltarune is everything you hope for in a, in a successor to to Undertale? I mean, it's hard yeah, to say actually, because it's not complete yet. But Right. But even so far, I, I do think it's interesting given what its um, focus is essentially in the story. Like, uh, yeah. Toby Fox has mentioned that it isn't technically directly tied to undertale but it is a game for people who have played undertale um it's not there's no linear like continuum here with undertale supposedly but what it's doing is playing with those exact same characters and the exact same kind of themes uh, as the first game and kind of subverting certain expectations you have that way um Mm -hmm. but it is uh once again kind of focused it um on player choice in a way that is less about look at how many options you have and more about how um like the difference maybe between uh a player choosing something and like an in-game character choosing something like it's it's got this mm-hmm. interesting uh, idea that kind of carries over from Undertale about, uh, I guess, spoilers for Undertale if you care. Game's kind of old at this point. When did that game come out? Jeez. 2015? Uh, 15, 15, 16? Something yeah, like that? Something like yeah. That. Um, uh, but essentially in that game, one of the kind of things that it did when you went, there were kind of three main uh, routes you could take. There's like full pacifist... And then there's um, the like neutral, and then there's like the full. Uh, some people called it genocide because you had to kill literally every single monster you ran into, um, like purposefully stay in a zone and farm the monsters until there were none left. Mm-hmm. Um, so- Which in a traditional RPG, you would think is just grinding XP, right? And the whole subversion of of Undertale was like, no, you actually ridded this place of all of its inhabitants. Like yeah. you actually, you know, um, destroyed like this entire world. Yeah. Um, and it, it takes, it makes this, um, it like kind of further pushes the, the kind of moral stance that it has on like, when you do the full pacifist route that th- they never allude to any, anything of like the player the player's agency separate from the character's agency but if you do the genocide the genocide route it's um it becomes clear that you are an entity controlling the character's body like and so it makes that separation there between the character having some sort of uh assumed agency and the player's agency being kind of forced on top of that and so um those themes, that theme of that separation is what's being played with here in Deltarune in a new way. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes and like how, how that develops. But it's yeah. like, 
the the under the Undertale version of that was very much like a lot of people didn't know or didn't see that other route just because that was also part of that game was like you don't need to be a completionist. Uh, doing yeah. doing the the quote unquote genocide route left a mark on your save file in a way that like it never went away. Right. So the mm-hmm. point was like don't replay this just to see it. Like have the your one run be the one run. Like there's yeah, no like, need to do be the accountable and- to what you to to the game that you just had yeah um yeah yeah, i will yeah i'll say yeah if you haven't played undertale you should play undertale i think it's a fantastic (laughs) video game and i think deltarune is a really uh familiar yet fresh evolution of that game and i'm really enjoying it and i'm looking forward to finishing chapter two soon and seeing what each next chapter will bring yeah i think the so these first two they've mentioned at this point are basically make up a demo and mm-hmm. will be free but then uh the next five so there, it says and you if you open the right. uh launcher there's seven total chapters like listed oh right right so in theory the next five will be the bulk of the, the rest of the game and that'll come out when when it comes out will be what you actually pay for um but Correct. these first two you can go and play right now um i would i would oh, definitely say though play undertale first and it's worth it. Undertale's a good game <laughs> um, because I feel it does feel like so strongly tied to the themes and characters in a way that where like the changes are the the differences are important in, in yeah. kind of how you read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been playing a game that's just completely kicked my ass. Uh, oh yeah, and uh-huh. I have been. I've I've been maybe routed is the word. Ah, Hot Wheels Unleashed. Wait, what? That's not what. I- <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you said routed, and I was like, "All right, so what strategy game? What war I game?" Say, I sent a strategy code to God Rob. God damn it! Yeah, in the last twenty four hours, I didn't think he could talk about it yet, and that's not that's not the code <laughs> I sent him. No, Hot Wheels Unleashed. I heard this Rob, game are you fucking okay? rules. Actually, yeah, <gasps> yeah, really. It. I don't know. I have complicated feelings. First of all, this is a very strange game. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like there's some weird shit in this game. So Hot Wheels Unleashed is this racing game that is a tribute to Hot Wheels miniature cars Hell yeah. and mm. play sets that literally no one I knew ever had. What? Like, oh, d- dude, like. Did you, Kato, did you know people who set up huge Hot Wheels racetracks? Because I didn't. It was me. I was the kid with the Hot Wheels. I didn't have a lot of them, but like the two I had, I like jammed but you together. You used a little launcher and like shot them down the track. Yeah, and did the loop. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I had that shit. It was also the, like the one thing that I shared between me and my four other, my three other uh, siblings. So it was like, we would take, we would smash together bits it was almost standardized enough that you could smash put together different uh, of the smaller bits to make larger tracks. And that was kind of the big thing we did. But yeah, absolutely. So then you should probably check this out. And I shouldn't have uh, bogarted that code. But <laughs> um, so this is a racing game where the perspective is like it is the world is scaled up Um to your car looks normal size and the world is huge because you're a Hot Wheels car. Hell yeah. And because it's Hot Wheels, maybe your car 
is like a hot rod uh from the from the 60s uh you know maybe it's a modern supercar or maybe it's a triceratops <laughs> um because hot wheels is so to be clear and surprising nobody here I was more of a Matchbox Cars right, guy. Of course. Oh, okay. That legit um, diecast shit. All actual you know what, you know models. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't. That's the thing. I cared not. I could not give two shits about cars. It was making them do sick flips. That was the thing I wanted. <laughs> yeah. There, there is, there, therein lies the difference between the hot, the hot wheels kid and the matchbox kid. <laughs> yep. I was like, look at this pristine reproduction of a, uh, like 911 Carrera, uh, with the, with the, the limited edition paint job. Wow. Uh, wow. Shock, shock, this is what shock, shocking that Rob didn't know anyone with the fucking hot wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hot Wheels was slightly less dedicated to realism. Again, <laughs> Triceratops car. It's Loop called Hot Loops. Wheels. It's called Hot Wheels. I'm trying to remember. I I used to like one of my earliest video game memories is playing a Hot Wheels PC game. That oh my god, uh, it was like it's either Hot Wheels stunt track driver or it's possibly hot wheels beat that um <laughs> but Great yeah games. but you would like you would you the the tracks were like you're doing you're like flying through like a kid's bedroom like the it, it is just the hot wheels the same, track yeah. Yeah, yeah it's and it was it ruled and you could like build tracks and yeah there were dinosaurs and shit so I'm glad to see that uh, the franchise is still a little thriving from when I was a child. Now, here's the thing, though. You mm-hmm. might think it's conjuring unstructured, judgment-free childhood play, the joy of discovery, the wonder of whipping these little fuckers all no, no, around. No, no, the, no, 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 no. That baseball. is not what this game is. That is not what I know. And I know I know where you're going. I'll let you finish the thought. But no, that's not what this game is. <laughs> this thing is one of the most ruthless fucking arcade racers I have ever played. It's like a it's like what if F-Zero fucking hated you? <laughs> Um, well, that's F Zero GX, right? That was the one that <laughs> yes, was right. super brutal. Also, it's like a it's a, a loot game, not a, uh, like it's you're opening boxes to which I think is its cars. weakest part. Like I don't think that part is well integrated. Um, mm. Even with the with the caveat that uh, this like that a lot of these mechanics, uh, I'm like unfrozen caveman lawyer uh, when it comes <laughs> to stuff like that. We're like your world of unlocks frightens me. Uh, <laughs> I. Sorry, little little shout out to elder millennials and uh, bits that we all remember, like unfrozen caveman lawyer. Oh. Um, little that that elder millennial Gen X crossover uh, to oh, to really I- embrace our our wow. de- demographics. The um, the unfrozen caveman that I recognize is from the Geico commercials. I think he's just a caveman. What about the Brendan Fraser movie? Can we all agree on that one being good? What was that one called? Encino uh, Man. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. Wait, if was he the doing the George of the Jungle this. bit? But he's a caveman. Well, I never put those two things together, but I'm not entirely sure that's wrong. <laughs> is that where that began? Yes, it is. Oh my god, that's he got typecast early on, huh? I mean, yeah, well, I also he's in Blast from the Past. Oh my oh, god, god. Brendan Fraser, what did you do? 
What did your agents well, do to if you? you? If you if you check out, uh, well, the actual story is uh, he blew the whistle on Hollywood abuse and got blacklisted uh, for for uh, like decades. Yeah. Um, oh, that's was completely one hundred percent right about huh. what he was calling out. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but also, it does seem like he's one of those actors that maybe Hollywood didn't know how to utilize. Because if you go back and listen to our Waypoint Plus uh, podcast on No Sudden Move. That man can be mean yeah. and scary in yeah. movies in a way you would not guess uh, from watching like The Mummy and shit. Um, God, the Mummy was good though. That mm-hmm. was a, just, just a fun movie. <laughs> and Hot Wheels are supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah. But Hot Wheels Unleashed is like the Hot Wheels will judge you. <laughs> this Triceratops will torment you in your dreams because the thing is like it's real simple good feeling arcade racing like it's got all the shit where like the track you're running down the it's a gorgeous game the reproduction of like these aesthetics is like really um god i hate using pixar like because it's such a cop-out but like it has that similar like both attractive sheen but like really devoted attention to detail mm. that it is trying to like channel something essential about the things that it's modeling mm. it's it's got that going for it um and the tracks have the things like speed boosters on them so you you go through like one racing line and this little like chevrons on the track and you take a huge you take a huge boost uh your cars build up a nitro charge different mm. types of cars accrue that charge and dispense it in different ways Go real uh, fast. So, yeah. And, and and some, it'll be like, it's a boost button where like once you use it, it's just you are going through one charge and you're going to use up like one charge worth of nitro. Some cars build just one huge bar up that you can use in stages. Oh, um, interesting. So it's it's a bit more of a resource that you have to, to manage in that regard. And you charge it up also by like drifting through corners. Mm. Um. And then, of course, there's obstacles on the track, because if there's one thing Hot Wheels was about, it was about smashing up cars. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, none of the respect and reverence that Matchbox showed uh, for automotive engineering. <laughs> Hot Wheels is all about, let's just whip these things into a wall and break them. You're a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're a kid. <laughs> you're a kid. I was a collector. Rob was never I, a kid. I would, I would get a chip. On the on the paint of a, a matchbox, and I was like, "Oh dear, I've ruined it with my careless play." <laughs> so I'm imagining I'm imagining baby Rob, baby Rob, just wringing his hands over his precious precious mat- matchbox car. Just oh, mother will be upset. <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile, in this, in this Hot case, Rob, like, Rob, Rob is also the mother, though. Like, yes. Rob is just <laughs> mother Rob. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hot Wheels is like dip this car in a glass of hot water and watch it change color. <laughs> and I was like, real cars don't do that. But I am intrigued. I will. I will partake of this product line. Mother, just- <laughs> mother. Next time you're at the grocery store, could you look in the toy aisle? For the color-changing Hot Wheels skew. <laughs> I'd like to do a, a, do a bit of fun with it later, Mother, <laughs> if you don't mind. Perchance, oh. I will partake. Oh, be sure and, be sure and purchase some mineral water so, to, go with the, to go with the Hot Wheels. 
I don't wish to damage them with our chlorinated <laughs> with our chlorinated dross. Uh, so, but here's the other thing: um, mm-hmm. the tracks, the way the there's no real guardrails on them. The way the levels are constructed is that like your car exists in a huge like modeled room that has the yeah. track running through it. If you we're in like a free racing mode. You can just drive away from the track and start like going under the couch and like, you know, driving through different parts of the level. But like, that means that if you like get big air on a jump and you twitch that car in the wrong direction, you will go hurtling past the track <laughs> and you're just done. Like you can reset to the track, but you will never catch up. Like yeah. this is no, this game makes no concessions to like, hey, if you fuck up, like the other drivers will kind of like clearly check up their pace so that you can get back in the duel. You will just not see them again. <laughs> this is more like this game is more merciless than like fucking racing sims I've played. Like racing sims will even do the thing where it's like, okay, like you can reset to the track, like re- do a flashback thing, undo that mistake. Uh, the other drivers will sort of like let you catch up. Hot Wheels is like, see a loser. <laughs> and just gone. Um, maybe you're and, not. A, maybe you're not enough hot. Hot for for these wheels. Maybe a little, a little too much heat on those wheels. Uh, for sorry, for me. bud. Um, yeah, match, no matchbox kids allowed. Apparently, um, <laughs> this reminds me a lot of the experience we shared playing uh, Infinite Mini Golf for uh, one of our save points. <laughs> Uh, a couple years back where very similar, very similar, um, maybe not as designed uh, or intentional, but very similar play experience, I would argue, because if you <laughs> if you fucked up, that game was not going to help you get back on track. You fucked up and <laughs> you, fucking you were going to you were going to, you know, uh run out of run out of turns before before the game would allow you to even finish the hole. So uh it sounds like Hot Wheels has a similar but more intentional design philosophy. <laughs> yeah, and so on the one hand, like the racing feels good when you're like competitive and like the tracks it has a blinding sense of speed. Uh Kato going through the loops. Yeah. It's cool. Sick. Like you're like, oh I'm looping. <laughs> Yeah, great. Um, oh, we looping. Can you- all that shit feels good. Yeah. But every time you're in the zone, you're like, man, like Hot Wheels Unleashed, like sleeper racing game hit of the year. You like get it just a quarter inch wrong. And it's like, you have to redo that whole race. Maybe come back here when you know what the fuck you're doing. Uh, oh, I love it. And if, if that's not enough, like real quickly as you begin progressing like tracks will begin having obstacles put on them so like you'll be driving along and boom a roadblock like lands in your path and you gotta sort of like uh almost like juke around it real quickly but if you juke too much you also take yourself out yeah. the other drivers will start taking you out like hey those dinosaur cars they have a certain mass to them and they can <laughs> impose their will it's uh you know it's a little bit like you're if you're if you're like me and you're like i'm just gonna be a little like you know, rocket Supra uh, here, just zipping around. It's like it's like a safety taking on a tackle, basically, <laughs> where you hit that that triceratops like squares up, and you're just done. Um, but 
so the racing is, is tough, but if it was just that, I would say, like, it's tough, unforgiving, but pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. The weird part is, it is so chock full of progression mechanics and unlocks, and it's mm. kind of stingy with them, that, like, its initial slate of cars it gave me wasn't really the most engaging. And then the process of getting more was yeah. just super slow. Like, it was, you get one... um Hot Wheels box, uh, you know, per per podium, basically in a series, and like in my first three drops, I got a double on one of them, where I was like, "Yep, don't need this car, uh, already have it," and so that that process was slow. The way you progress through the campaign is weird, where um, you go to different venues, but it sort of recycles a lot of the same places again and again, real early, so. Even though the, the tracks are different, the course variety feels a little bit lacking. Um, but then here's the weirdest part. The things you unlock, the things that sort of mark your prestige as as a Hot Wheels racer, mm-hmm. is you can remodel your you can remodel <laughs> your apartment. <laughs> the wait, game has wait, like the apartment extreme- that your tracks are in? Where one of the tracks is, Kata. <laughs> um, it is indeed like the. Who like, is I think this the, game for? I don't. <laughs> I'm like well, I was. My my next question was going to be like, does this feel like a game for kids, or does it feel like a game for like, hey, adults, hey, millennials? Remember like, when you played Feels like a, yeah, it feels like a game with like how many Funko Pops you got up on that wall. <laughs> yes, but. But Patrick, here's the thing. It's not. Oh so wait, I forgot. Head- oh. For- <laughs> I forgot. No. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, wow. oh, no, 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 no. That was not. No, that no, was no, not. No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm unperceived from this. No. I'm not Natalie. owned. I am not Natalie, owned. Natalie, I hate to break it to you, but you have so many different skins you can unlock for your racing gamer chair. That sits in your apartment in pride of place. That rules. It's gross. Um, <laughs> but Patrick, this is the other thing you'd expect. Like, okay, so it's just going to be like, how do I make a sicker um, adult playroom uh, for you know for my little fake apartment? It's some of that, but a lot of times it's like, you know, you want those granite countertops in your kitchen, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a weird. There's a weird like Scandinavian design catalog element to the Hot oh Wheels racing game God. where it's like to truly set off the Hot Wheels collection and the Hot Wheels art that's going to be uh, all around this apartment. Of course, you need like a half dozen different types of track lighting. <laughs> um, yes. So oh my God. do you want do you want the freshly pointed brick or do you want a distressed brick wall? Uh, on on the accent wall of your apartment. Mm. Um, do you want do you want to just like have like wood veneer on your floor, or do you want like polished concrete? Like the options go deep in this. It's like Sims level, like customize your pad, and it's baffling because it. Are you spending any time here? No, yeah, when nothing did I can you get tell. To show this off, right? That, this that, one it was track? like one th- one thing. If you like, this is some sort of social space or how you're interacting with the men. You know what I mean? Like something where, like, hey, you're going to spend hours in here. Incidentally, wouldn't you want it to look cool? Like here are some options. Uh, but it sounds like 
No. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is it's it's like the all, the entire collectibles thing. Who you, Natalie? You asked who's it aimed at? It's aimed at Reddit battle stations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's who it's aimed at. Uh, where it's like how, how, yeah. how many mechanical keyboards can you make? How can, can you customize the keycaps? It's very important. How many? Yeah, how much RGB lighting uh, can you okay, well. wedge into to one house? But also <laughs> make it tasteful. Yeah. There's is there any judge? Like, is there any um, like happy uh, home designer? Like, yeah, like how you, exactly. <laughs> like, is anyone like, oh wow, you've really done something with the place? Like, nope. The game points. is completely agnostic as to what you're doing. Brilliant. And it's Brilliant. weird. You'll you'll have like all these details about like different lighting, different uh, stuff to put in there, but also then it's like, all right, here are your wallpaper options. And it is the most kids playroom shit you've ever seen uh, where it's like, so you want lots of little racetracks on your, on your wall. Right. And I was like, not really. And it's like, you, here you go. Yes, you do. Here's your little racetrack wallpaper. So it's a strange thing. Um, like it is a game of just like weird parts that don't quite co- go together. Um, but the racing is good, but it's so unforgiving that, like, I think I'm going to end up bouncing off this just because, like, I don't have time to get good at this. <laughs> it hurts too much. Oh. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe maybe if I if uh, if I had the true Hot Wheels power, um, yeah. I would yeah. I would grok this a little more. Yeah, if you had spent more time with Hot Wheels as a child um, and not relegated yourself to Matchbox finery. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you would be in the right place. You would you would have been primed to to be a Hot Wheels unleashed superstar, Rob. But you made that <laughs> choice many, many years ago. As soon as they make Matchbox <laughs> repressed, uh, then I will clean the fuck up uh, at that game. Isn't that just <laughs> Gran Turismo? It is. <laughs> well, coming up on ninety minutes. That's been a good show. I think I've. I think I've said enough exposed <laughs> enough patrick um i did want to touch on you beat uh kana uh in the last week right did uh, yeah that, like, did that uh, move the needle for you in terms of where you at with that game uh, yeah i ended up quite liking the, the last third of that that game it was significantly longer than i expected but i the uh it really leans into the combat and the like the uh sort of like level design puzzle design of the last third is Really fucking good. And the boss battles in the last third are also really fucking good. I, I think sort of we, we didn't, you know, get to touch too much on uh, Metroid Dread yet with, with Kato. But I, I think that game shares. And I mentioned this, you know, uh, uh, last week with, with Metroid Dread of like, ah, I think people are going to be a little taken aback by how tough the combat is here. But if you are here for it, uh, I think it works really well. And I think the like the back half of of, of that game uh leans into it in a way that I found really satisfying. Like the parts where it falls short are the kinds of things where, boy, I'd like to see this team take another. I think they've said they don't want to make a sequel to this game, but something in a similar vein. And they've, they've landed on enough that 
I would like to see. <laughs> I guess if they won't make a PS2 game, maybe they'll make a PS3 game next time. But I don't know what a PS3 platformer is because platformers kind of went out of vogue to a certain degree by the time we got around to, to that generation. So um, skip up to the PS4 and make an action. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Kano, <laughs> Kano Odyssey, um, I, I guess is where we end up. But yeah, I, I just wanted to at least put a pin on that game where I was like sort of like, ah, not sure I felt on it. It was just, just pretty with some interesting combat. And I think it still is that. But uh, I guess where I land is the what it does well, it does really well in its second half. And if you like the PS2ification, of of that type of a uh, game, uh, it's a really 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 good one of those with some really kind of like hard as nails combat um, towards towards the back half. So yeah, uh, highly highly recommended. But the sort of thing where if you bounced off at the beginning, like nothing's going to change in the second half. It's just mm. more of that in a I thought to be a really really good way. We can circle back to a couple of other games that we've been sort of playing around with on Monday's podcast. I think we're also going to be circling back to Ted Lasso a little bit and yeah. just discuss where we feel that season left off and its, reve- its reveal of the final boss slash true villain <laughs> of Ted Lasso. I, I will say, uh, you know, it's just this. At least the finale gave us a lot to chew on. I will say that. I've, I don't <laughs> think we're going to struggle to have thoughts on the end of the, the season. Um, all right. So if you want more from Waypoint, you can follow us on Twitter at Waypoint on Facebook and YouTube at Waypoint Vice. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Zachney. Uh, Patrick, where can people follow you? At Patrick Klepek. Natalie. At Natalie Watson. Kato. At A underscore Kato underscore appears. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. You have to, uh, you have to chuckle while you, while you type it in. You got to chortle. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do you gotta do you gotta do the laugh that Rob did while he played with his fucking model cars while you like look up uh Kato on Twitter. <laughs> well you can also check out what we published on waypoint.vice.com. Uh this week we had Kihun Chan's review of Alan Wake, which cast a spell over them. Almost against their will, judging from the text. It was a review where I was editing it and I was like, man, like, Kihun's really going in on this. And then at the end, it's like, but this game's pretty tight. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, so that's that's the Alan Wake experience for you. Uh, Patrick has a piece about a Spelunky record holder being exposed as a cheater uh, within that community. Eight years um, later. Damn. Bum, bum, bum. You hate to see it. Oh, this I I I want to put up uh, my uh, 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 the uh, the NFT signal. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's it. That's the uh, the uh, the crypto signal. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm poking around with some stories about this Axie Infinity, which the short version is like Pokemon, but with NFTs. Um, oh no, seem seems to be a Ponzi scheme, <laughs> like has strong elements of, of that. Uh, I'm trying to find people who are playing it to actually play it, or if you're playing it and also just making money off of it, or if more likely, I really sincerely doubt there are many people in our audience of listeners and readers and watchers that are like, I think those people are probably just like us, like pretty fairly anti-crypto uh, or have strong, you know, uh, uh, suspicions about the whole endeavor. But if you know people who are playing specifically Axie Infinity and more specifically drilling down in this game because it became too expensive to buy the starter Pokemon equivalents, the Axies, I believe as they are called, 
There are now what are called scholarship programs where. Oh, whale- wow. For right clickers, huh? So the whales in the game or whale wannabes, the scale of whale, um, uh, you know, can, can vary. Uh, these people will grant you free, you know, their like lineups of axes of Pokemon equivalents. But then the profits you make off of that are split with. Yo. Your, the, yeah. Yeah. What um, the fuck? There are whole subreddits where people post their resumes of like, here's like what I'm good at. Like, here's the money I've made. It's, it's fucking, it's that a whole nuts. thing. Um, so I got, I think my so angle. that's just, you. Yeah. Or if you know, because like, just I'm imagine what Kato's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we, we come back here like Kato now Look. owns apartment buildings. No more waiting. Is rent controlled utopia? Oh my god! Now the podcast doesn't know about that. I think. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Kato's housing aspirations have turned dark. Uh, but if you, you are you are someone you know is is in that world around that world and specifically has been part of like a scholar program. Um, yeah, I'm, I would be curious to hear uh, what you're going on. So you can hit me up. Uh, my Twitter DMs are open. Patrick.clubicadvice.com, Patrick.clubic at protonmail.com if you want something a little more secure. Um, and then I guess I should list my signal if that is. Uh, my signal is 224-707-1561. All right. And for our Waypoint Plus listeners, Stocktober is in full swing. We just published our episode on the Boris and Arkady Strugatsky, uh novel Roadside Picnic. Next Wednesday, we'll be taking a look at Tarkovsky's 1979 film, Stalker. And, of course, all this is made possible by Waypoint Plus. Uh, and that is also supporting Patrick and I finally getting around to streaming uh, Stalker Shadow Chernobyl. We started doing that this week. And Patrick was surprisingly... Yeah, good. do you want to watch Rob get irritated that he mm. didn't get to watch me mm. suffer for mm. several hours? Uh, then please <laughs> tune in to... Tune in to watch us play Stalker. Wow. <laughs> Well, that'll that'll get our Eastern European audience right on side. Um, uh, and a sp- starring special ge- guest uh, Count from Sesame Street. Um, I do watch a lot of Elmo uh, with the, the young ones. So. so, yeah, I will say Patrick isn't playing on Master Difficulty. Oh, yeah. let's, I, let's I, 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 the, no. the chat was very much like, don't listen to Rob. Play on the normal difficulty, enjoy the experience, and I I acquiesced to you, Rob. I, I I went to the higher, I went to veteran, right? Is that or whatever the? I can't remember when I settled. Yeah, on. it was veteran because stalker difficulty was weirdly like in the two slot, which was strange. But there you go. Uh, and if you are listening to this uh, later on Friday or after Friday, we should have streamed Back for Blood. Uh, on Friday afternoon, and you'll be able to catch the uh, VOD over on Twitch TV slash Waypoint. Uh, if all that sounds good, or if you just want more Waypoint, you can go to waypointplus.com and subscribe. Uh, not only do you get access to our premium feed, but uh, you know, as we said, you're also helping support Waypoint, and especially Waypoint streams. Uh, once again, that's waypointplus.com. Our theme music is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. Learn more at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. So that's us calling time on this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 